This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. I'm not sure what his opinion on Fritos is, Ryan Nelson. Uh, Justin, I just want to mention that Billy Tillerson may have a future career as a funeral singer. That's true. He might. That was an interesting take on a funeral song. The most interesting take on a funeral song I've heard in quite some time. I've never Same. seen people put a concert on <laughs> when they were ta- in a funeral, especially a funeral for their brother. So uh, We're going to talk about Billy quite a bit, a little bit here and a little bit later on. We'll talk about a lot of these people here in a little bit later on. But uh, if you have been listening to the podcast since we started a few months ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about Amazon's newest show, episodes three and four of Outer Range. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, uh, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, write us a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us one, we'll read it on air next time that we record. Both of those things go a long way in getting the show into the ears of new listeners. So we are talking about episode three and four of Out of Range. And look, uh, just a little behind-the-scenes stuff, guys. Ryan and I had talked about when we were getting ready to, to cover... Uh, show last week we talked about possibly doing Tokyo Vice because it was you know kind of a, a buzz show that was out there but we decided you know what that doesn't have a whole lot that we thought would make for good discussion so we decided to pivot to out of range and but we weren't really sure you know we're like you know it's an Amazon thing is that really still are they are people still really interested in that and our out of range episode last week is is going to end up being one of our best episodes ever. So we appreciate you guys who found us, and we're hoping you find us for this one as well. Yes, uh, uh, the people have spoken. Out of range is good. Yeah, out of range is good, and I, I would agree with them. It is a very good show. I, I've enjoyed it a lot. I wasn't really sure what to make of it when we started watching it, but it has been a fun ride so far. So well, let's go ahead and get into that real quick. So general thoughts on these two episodes. We both had it at a loss last week. We'll talk more about where we're rating it continuously as we go into these, uh, as we go into episodes five and six next week. But just enjoyment of these two episodes, about the same, more or less, than what you saw the first two. I would say uh, about the same. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing mm-hmm. I wrote, and this is my first note, uh, Josh Brolin didn't have to do the heavy lifting these two episodes. He kind of no. shared the, the, the screen a good bit with some of the others. I thought Lewis Pullman really had some strong uh, parts in both episodes. I thought Sheriff yeah. Joy uh, really had a lot of great scenes. Yeah, she uh, did. I- Imogen Poots... Uh, the first episode for sure i was yeah. running away with it at one point yeah. uh mm-hmm. so i thought i thought that lily taylor she didn't have as many big scenes but she had some really good scenes uh tom, yeah. tom pelfrey as well the scene in the bar i thought really stood out so mm-hmm. uh yeah that it was like uh it was like a good basketball team they shared the they shared the ball yeah, they did. And look, it's still a story that's very much centered around uh, Josh Brolin's royal character. There, there's no question about that. It's, he's still at the center of it. But it's like you said, there is a lot more 
being there's a lot more for the rest of the cast to kind of explore and to fill out their characters and to give us a better idea of just who they are, their motivations and things like that. So it's a much better in terms of rounding out the cast quite a bit more, I think we got a lot more of that in these two episodes. Now, I will go ahead and apologize, guys. What With doing two episodes at a time, the way that they release this, I, I sometimes forget which is in episode three, which is in episode four. So I want to try my best not to mention this happens in episode three, this happens in episode four, because I'll end up making a mistake on those. So, uh, And let me add, I forgot like a person who stole the screen every time they were on there. Will Patton. My God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Patton, this is... <sighs> I was trying to think of the best way to describe his portrayal of Wayne in this. And the only thing I can come up with is like, this is an unhinged Will Patton. Yeah. Th- this would have been uh Harry Dean Stanton or, uh, uh, Dennis, uh, oh man, Dennis Hopper. They would have played this part mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Dennis Hopper. I really like that comparison. Cause you're right. He would have been, this would have been a, a role right up Just his the alley. dancing around and, you know, talking to the Buffalo. I was like, this is Dennis Hopper. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's, a, there's a lot of those vibes going on. And it's just, like I said, this is something I, Will Patton hasn't been in a ton of stuff that I've seen. The thing I remember him most from is remember the Titans. Oh, from gone, so many years ago. gone in 60 seconds with, uh, Nicholas Oh, Perry. that's right. He was, He's I forgot Armageddon. he was in gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. He was in Armageddon too. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just a, didn't like Armageddon that much. <laughs> He's also in Minari that came out last year. Okay. That was a, yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, uh, you should watch that. It's a fantastic movie. He has a very big part in that. Okay. But yeah, I'd forgotten that he was in uh, a few of those, a few of those movies. I'd completely forgotten about that. So I'm glad you reminded me of that. But yeah, like I said, it's just, it, this is just so different for him. I mean, this is so out there for him. And like, I, I wasn't really knowing what to expect when he, we first saw him and he's just, well, we'll talk more about it in just a second because I do want to kind of cover him a little bit more specifically a little bit later on. But the family drama is taking on a huge role in this one, so we are getting more of the family. I think Lewis Pullman, of all the other members of the cast, I think he stood out the most besides I, Josh Brolin. Yeah, I would agree. I thought he, uh, of the family, and to right. me, he looks like he's he's going to be the breakout of the show. Yeah, I kind of get that same that same I mean, vibe. He's a good looking guy, lo- looks cool. Mm-hmm. Just his acting. And ha- have you watched his dad in that show, The Center? No, I've not. You would dig that show. You should keep that in mind. What's but, it on? Uh, it's on Netflix. It was on USA. Okay. But uh, his dad plays a detective that's uh, terror. That's like had a lot of uh, grief mm. and stuff. And so when his dad is looking in the camera. And he's doing the same side that Lewis was doing. And mm-hmm. the way Lewis, like when he was in the jail, when he was looking at Sheriff Joy, I, my wife and I were like, oh, God, that's Bill. That is Bill Pullman right there. <laughs> so, but I think uh, there's a couple of people from um, Yellowstone that have really broken out. And I have, yeah. Lewis Pullman is going to be that for this show. Yeah, I kind of I think that as well. Now, it could, we could... As much as the tone and much as the cast contributions change from episodes one and two to episodes three and four, it wouldn't surprise me if they go if somebody else takes up takes a big step in episodes five and six as well. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, but as of right now, I, I agree with you. I think Lewis Pullman is the guy who's going to have the best. He's going to make the most of their appearance in this show. I think he's going to have a, a really nice career after this thing is all said and done. Um, 
Uh, like I said, the family drama takes on a much a much bigger role, so that that was nice to see. We also got let's go ahead and talk about this real quick. We had two buffalo sightings this week. We had the at the kind of it was towards the beginning of episode three, if I'm not mistaken, where Autumn, played by Imogene Poots, Imogen Poots, she sees it. And she actually pulls out one of the arrows, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, okay, does that mean something? So whenever I see this buffalo, I'm like, there has to be something for that this buffalo is there for because it just wanders in out of nowhere and it has these arrows in them and she pulls one of them out now it's only got one arrow but at the end of episode four when they're playing poker we see the buffalo game but is that the same buffalo i'm gonna assume so especially the way royal responds yeah and immediately he noticed he's gonna win his hand although we find out later he's cheating Uh, but uh you know that was like he, he had this confident when he saw the buffalo, he knew he wasn't gonna lose. Right, like I said, I, I just cannot get this buffalo. I, I uh, want I was, to know why this buffalo is on there. Like if you do a, a hashtag on Twitter for outer range, you get the buffalo with the arrow sticking out of it. There is something about this buffalo that we don't know, and yeah. I want to know desperately what it is about this buffalo. So, uh, all right, so let's talk about the family a little bit. It was interesting to me that. Autumn and uh, Perry meet yeah. in a bar. What did you think about that? That was a really great scene. One, uh, Imogen, uh, Autumn, excuse me, has a great line that I actually agree with her when she walked in that bar and said, this is what I call a great place to have a beer in the middle of the day. Because that is the kind of bar. If I'm having a beer in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. day, I want it to look like that, you know, kind of run down, jukebox. So I agree with her on that. And then I just thought they had a really nice scene. Uh, and yeah, they did. She she delivers a great line that may come up later. Spoiler mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that <laughs> I thought was really uh, really set the the tone right. for what does she know? She knows something about yeah. this situation. And I thought I thought uh, Tom Pelfrey's response, just the way he he's able to emote with his face. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was really strong. I, I, I could feel what he was, he was hearing, he was taking in what she said and, and, and was right. feeling it. So I thought that was, I thought that was really good. All right, before we get too far, because I do want to go back to say, I forgot to mention it. This episode opens, episode three opens in a similar fashion to episode one, where we get this voiceover by Josh Brolin <laughs> yeah. about the beginning of the world. And so I was, as soon as he did that, I was like, all right, we're we going to hear this again at the very end of episode four. And we did not this time because yeah. that's, that's what happened. That's what happened in episode three. I'm sorry. At the end of episode one, we heard the same line that was repeated uh, at the end of episode one. We didn't this time. I didn't get the same way that that was connecting to the rest of the episode. Did, did you get that the connection? Because I, I wasn't well, catching that. The only thing I would say is the mountains moved. Okay, yeah, good and point. And people were disappearing. That was brought up multiple times in three yeah. and four. People were disappearing. Also, Brolin again with that gravelly voice. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, he ends with profanity. That was just... Yeah. I, I actually wrote that down immediately. It's like, well, I know what line of the week. It ended up not being <laughs> it, but it was it was leading for a long time because just the way he said it was just hilarious. Yeah, so like I'll be interested to see if they do that with every odd episode. This has got eight episodes, correct? Yep. yep. Yeah, so it's going to have eight. So I'm going to be interested to see if they open, if every odd numbered episode opens up with him narrating something and that might might or might not hint at something that's going to happen later on in the episode. So, uh, but now that you mentioned the mountain, let me go. Let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. You know, I thought this was a 
let's I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. In some ways, this these two episodes were more grounded than the previous two, but in some ways they weren't. I, like I said, I don't know any other way to describe it besides that. And it, does that make any sense to you? It kind of does, yeah. Because this one, uh, a lot of the family drama early on, mm-hmm. yeah, that looked like it was going to be most of it, and then we had that scene with Autumn, and I guess that was really it with um, the Void, right? Yeah, well, except for the very end of episode yeah, four, obviously. Yeah. Well, the four we had some, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're right. They, they, this was a little bit different than than the previous episodes, for sure. Yes, but when you, like I said, I'm I was thinking, all right, they're kind of normalizing this this show, and then they have that meeting with Royal and with with Royal and Autumn, and when they have that meeting, they end with a handshake, and the mountain disappears. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so they're not and. Just, you know, credit to Josh Brolin for how he's doing this. He sees this mountain disappear, and he's not phased in yeah. the least. I mean, he's just like, okay, my mountain yeah, she, just disappeared. She, yeah, she sees nothing. Like, right, because it's behind her. Yeah. But so we're wondering, you know, are we really seeing this? Are we imagining this? And then we shoot uh, Sheriff Joy, who is complete, who has the reaction most of us would have when they see a mountain disappear yeah. just out of nowhere and then come right back. So, and I, and I like that scene because that was, that was right after she had gone to, to the guy. I, I don't even know what, who he was, some money person in the town that she was trying to get his support for Sheriff, and he tells right. this crazy story about a Mastodon and people disappearing. Yeah, the Mastodon, right. And then so, she says, oh, Mastodon, and then the mountain disappears. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then the mountain disappears. Then she goes back to the office, and they're having all these reports of a mountain disappearing. So we know obviously that this actually happened. That, that people were noticing it. It wasn't just it wasn't just her. It wasn't just Josh Brolin's royal. It wasn't just them. There was more happening. Uh, I don't remember where this happened. This I think it was towards the end of episode three. But obviously the family drama is taking more center stage. We also have in episode three, for the most part, they're dealing with the land dispute quite a bit more. And Royal, like I said, I don't remember if it was at the end of three or beginning of four, but Royal goes to the county assessor. That was in four. Was that in four? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to the county assessor, and this is just such a great scene. It really was. Because Royal is, you know, he's trying to do the polite gentleman cowboy thing, you know, appeal to the county assessor. I don't remember what the guy's name Carl. is. Carl. Carl, thank you. So Carl is just this, I mean, he kind of looks like Grimace, but not purple. (laughs) Uh, uh, So he kind of has that look to him. And, you know, he's trying to appeal to him. But every time Royal tries to talk to him about it, he's like, well, your hearing's this day. Your hearing's this day. He's not having it. And he keeps eating the Fritos. He's digging into those Fritos, buddy. I mean, he is all about some Fritos. And it's just driving Royal crazy you can see just as this conversation is getting longer and longer and getting a little bit getting him nowhere royal's getting on edge and it gets to the point where he threatens to throw the assessor into the black void yeah. and, and like okay and you, the assessor was freaked out and i don't blame him well also because he said there's no fritos in the void that's right because <laughs> you got to have his freedom yeah, it's like there's no fritos in the hole carl <laughs> but yeah I just, that was one of my favorite scenes yeah, that the was entire. great i really i really like that because i think he started with uh i'm trying to remember how he he's like you, you big 
a tub of lard right. or something, whatever he said. It was just uh, yeah, I can't terrible. remember. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how all this started, but obviously the big yeah. stuff that's happening in this in this episode is the stuff that's revolving around the murder of what the time and Sheriff Joy doesn't know if it's a murder or just a disappearance. The big thing that breaks uh, in episode three is they found the belt buckle. The they have Rhett's DNA from a DUI that happened sometime in the in the past. I don't remember exactly. They said how long, but I think it was like they said like close to a year ago. But it happened in the past. And so they have his DNA, and they have tracked the blood. They've matched it to him. And so now this is an issue. Uh, they don't know because they're now more able to tie the death of Trevor. Like I said, they didn't know it was a death at the time, but they are tying it now back to the family, and that's a problem because obviously they are the ones responsible for it. So this is becoming more of an issue. And Rhett has a night of two complete different extremes. So on this one night, he has... The joy of winning the rodeo because he has a great performance on the bull. He ends up winning, uh, I guess you that's what you call it, you win in the rodeo. And, uh, and, a, and he's better, his performance was better under stress after he had talked to the sheriff. Yeah, so uh, the sheriff went up to him and told him that, that before he got on his bull, and after he got on the, and that's, he, they were like staring at each other as he's getting ready to go out. So, like, he seems to be drawing from that as best as I can tell. So, they, he has that wonderful moment where he he wins the radio. He's going on to the next round of whatever it is. I know nothing about radio, so yeah. I, I apologize for those if, if I'm butchering this. But he's out celebrating with uh, what's your name, Maria. Thank you. He's out celebrating with Maria, and you know they're having a passionate kiss, and they stop it. And he goes and decides to take a, a leak. I'm like, why are you doing this in the middle of the road? And obviously it's because he's drunk. But he goes and takes a leak, and he just happens to take a leak on a, on a sheriff's car. And this gets him thrown in jail. And this gives Sheriff Joy, like, Sheriff Joy is basically saying, you know what, we're going to brush this off. But it gives her an opportunity to question him. And he is trying his best to give as little information as possible. But as much of a as much of a problem as this is for the family it does give royal an opportunity to go and steal the belt buckle we learned a lot about royal in yeah, these two episodes Roy, royal is sneaky i was also going to say uh i love Rhett, who didn't stop peeing no he did <laughs> as the sheriff was talking yeah, to him no, that was he's just, just still going yeah, so yeah, it was like i can't stop uh so that i thought that was hilarious but yeah royal was was very sneaky and then we find out Royal uh, had has been lying. He his only his father had died. His right. mother and and sister were still alive, uh, which makes me wonder: Is Autumn going to end up being his niece? You know, that's a possibility. It, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. So. Well, I've, I've I've heard another theory about Autumn. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it. That Autumn is Amy. From the future. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Now that I could see that. Yeah, I could really, I could really see that. I mean, she starts. Her name starts with A, mm-hmm. just kind of like Amy does, and they're both blondes. And and Amy's around nine, so something may happen to her where she loses her memory. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good that's that's a I like that theory. I uh, where'd you see, where'd you see that? I was reading some recaps on uh, I think it was like digital media or something like that. Okay, that, that was on there. 
I'll, I'll, that's, I like that a lot. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a nice little theory there. So yeah, I, I could see that. That would, that would be interesting. That would be fun. So yeah, I, I like that uh, because yeah, with her, you know, not really knowing because when she kind of wanders into the, onto the Abbott ranch in episode one, yeah, like I, I like that. There's yeah. a, there's a lot that could play out with that yeah. stuff. But I, but, I, but also you could see her as as Royal's niece because she felt like drawn to that spot. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there there's a reason he's bringing up that he has a sister. Yeah, there's some there. We're we're finding that information out for a reason. Yeah. So and it would surprise me if that's that's part of it. So, um, all right. Uh, so like I said, we, so we get that information, and then we finally find out. And one of the things that's going on at this is while this is going on, uh, Wayne and the two sons, Billy and who's Trevor. the other one? No, Trevor's the one that got killed. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, oh, man. That's right. Yeah, I know I had it too, and I can't Luke. find it right now. Luke, thank you. Uh, Billy and Luke are, you know, dealing with, with their dad. And, you know, his dad, their dad doesn't seem that concerned. They think he's just, he just kind of thinks he's gone off on a binge or something like that. And Luke is really mad about this. And then Billy has a very different take. And my question to to you is this. Who's weirder, Billy or Wayne? I think Billy is. Yeah, Billy's odd. I, yeah. I, I, there's more to this character. And we still have not seen the Silly Goose yeah, line from, yeah. from the commercials and the trailer. So I'm still interested to see when, when they're well, going to pull this in. When Billy picked up Amy, Amy. Mm-hmm. off the road, I was like, Oh, I, I know. I wasn't I sure some, where they were going with that. But, but I did love his take of the Fleetwood Mac. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, he, he, he's. A, they are putting they are putting his musical talent on display in this in yeah, this show. Yeah, they are. Uh, but in yeah. the weirdest way possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah the fu- like like we mentioned the funeral. That was just. I just love when you when you see him hold the mic. And then you see him start performing, and then you realize, oh, he's at a fu- he's at the funeral. He's at the funeral. And he's then, giving a concert, basically. And then you just see all these random people's reaction, like looking at each other, like, "What the hell? Uh, like, are we supposed to applaud? Are we supposed to like do an encore? Yeah. Or what but are we uh, Bill, Billy is definitely the most interesting character for sure. Yeah, he really is. Like, I I didn't know exactly where they were going. With, I still don't know where they're going with this character. And I, and I will say Wayne likes Billy. He doesn't like Luke. No, he doesn't, which is surprising. You yeah. would think he would like kind of lean more towards Luke with being like the rough and tumble actual cowboy and all yeah. that type of stuff. But Wayne's odd himself, so yeah, yeah. maybe that's the problem. He's not uh, Luke's just too straight and forward. I don't know. But um, yeah. So that's what we're getting with those two. And we finally find out uh, towards the end of episode three. I think it's right at the end of episode three, if I'm not mistaken. Amy discovers the body. Uh, the body has is on the Abbott property. And obviously when Royal threw it in there, he didn't know what was going to happen. But it shows up basically eight days later on, on their farm. And Royal immediately calls Sheriff Joy because... Do you think he would have called her if it had... if if it had been anybody else besides Amy who had found, no, he wouldn't. It was you, you're not gonna lie to the kid, and you're not gonna no, you're put not. her through that. They already right. probably feel a lot of, you know, resent how much Amy has to go through already, and not to mention her mother's right. missing. Uh, right, you know. So now, when, when Amy called, she was the only person they were gonna call on. My my guess is, oh, uh, Trevor was going back to the void. Had anyone else found him? 
uh, true. That wouldn't have surprised me at least. Uh, but I kind of think he would have done something else with the body at that point because obviously throwing it in the void only just lays it by like yeah. a few days or something like that. So I don't really know what would have happened, but you're right. I, I, I agree. I think if anyone besides Amy had found that body, then they would have done something else to try to get rid of the body. But it, Royal's in a bad spot because he still does not want to tell his family about this void. And he had assured them that he had gotten rid of the body. He had taken care of it. Now all of a sudden it's being found on their property eight days later. So they're confused. And that leads to this really tense scene between Lily Taylor's uh, Cecilia and Royal. And you can see that there's, they're not agree. They don't see eye to eye on this whole situation. No, no, they don't. And there was a great scene with Cecilia earlier in the episode where she couldn't pray. Like yeah, was, that's true. Was, that's a good point. I mean, she I was, about she that was struggling praying, which really stood out. But yeah, uh, they really, you know, and Cecilia mentions like how much they had been together as a couple and they had made it through all of it. And now you're on your own and you won't have me involved. Uh, mm. you, you know, you could tell they were, she was very upset about that. And I, I really love the way Josh Brolin and Lily Taylor are playing this because they're mm. not a there's you could tell there's still love between the two uh, right mm-hmm. just and this is just how strong of actors even though they're not physically doing anything to show that they're mm. a couple but there's just something about the way that they're acting when they're together you can tell there's love there right and there's i mean it's basically goes to you know at you know the bond that you have just by living a life together yeah. it, it has just attached them to the point where you can feel that bond between the two of them and they don't necessarily have to do anything physically or anything like that for that to be seen or for that to be shown. You just see it in the way that they look at each other, the way they talk to each other and the intensity and the emotion that they talk to each other with, even when things aren't pleasant, like in this conversation that they're having currently about how Royal didn't dispose of the body. Like she thought, even though he knew he actually, well, he thought he was disposing of it, but it still shows up and he's keeping that from, from Cecilia it still shows, you know, despite the fact that even though that they don't see eye to eye on this, there still is a love and a bond there, even though they don't see, like I said, they don't agree on this. They don't understand each other on this. Uh, so it's it's just a really good job by both by, by both Brolin, uh, Brolin and Taylor. So like yeah. I said, just really, really good stuff between the two of them. So. Uh, so after obviously after Joy and her team come out and they investigate and they find the body and they uh, get the body, they go to the Tillersons obviously because they have to inform Wayne and his and the brothers that they found the body that he is he has in fact died, and then we get the scene where Wayne like just starts screaming nude. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are we doing here? This goes into this whole idea of Wayne and look, we haven't even talked about. Th- how episode four opened episode four we we finally get a little bit of backstory on why wayne wants the western pasture because he one of his workers discovers this rock that has those little black things inside of them that move that was what was moving on on royal's hand when he stuck his his hand into the void so and we also get this real quick flashback to what looks like when he was a child, there was a void there too. Yeah, because he mentions he had seen it one time before. Right. So all of a sudden, we're finally get. We, like I said, we kind of we get a little bit of info. We kind of understand. So we were right last week when we talked about how we thought he knew the void was over on his western pasture because this scene that we're talking about now takes place nine months prior to 
to the events that are taking place in the episodes now. Yeah, and then Wayne uh, grabs, I guess, what you call it, a rock. Yeah, I guess. Puts I don't it to his heart and just starts dancing. Yeah, I know. Once again, this whole, you know, this whole unhinged Will Patton that we're getting, just like I said, just an such a different performance for him. And it's just, like I said, it's almost shocking to see every time yeah. that he's doing this. I'm like, I mean, I'm watching the same guy. Cause honestly, when I first saw him, it was like, I know he looks familiar, but I couldn't place him. And I was like, who is that? Who's that? And then I saw his Will Patton. I was like, Oh, that's why I can't figure it out. Cause this is so different than anything else he's yeah. ever done. Yeah. He's a lot so, of times the straight guy. Yeah. For the, I mean, he's very much the straight guy. in most, yeah. most things he does, he is not that. In this. Yeah. No, so, uh, uh, so like I said, we have him wailing, and we finally get to meet the mother. And the mother is Patricia. I did not write down who plays her. But... Uh, her name was Deidre O'Connell. And I will say, when she came off that helicopter, and the way they were panning, they panned her shoes and mm-hmm. then moved her up. And I thought, this is about to be somebody famous. Right, and it's saw, not. And it's not. I, I saw it as a redhead. I was like, is this about to be Reba McIntyre or somebody? Just right. the way they panned it, like, they were. They made it look like, and I looked at Deidre's, she's been in a ton of stuff. She's British. But I right. was like, I was shocked that this was nobody. I actually stopped it and kept looking at it because I thought, is this Gina Davis? Because mm-hmm. they, they made sure to show you the shoes and it was a redhead. Mm-hmm. And then, like right. I said, I was kind of disappointed. But although she was really good. Yeah, she she is a piece of work. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have never ever in all my life seen a snakeskin trench coat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, this this woman is going to be something else, and she was. I mean, yeah. she really was. I mean, she went full on at Wayne. I mean, she was giving him the business. Uh, she is she is basically like, you're not going to mess with me, and if you are, you're going to wish you had it. I mean, so there was, uh, like I said, I enjoyed her character. I don't know how much she's going to be in the rest of the show, but I, I loved her in what we've gotten so far from her. Yeah. And I was going to mention after the sheriff came to, uh, the Abbots, they immediately went to go find, uh, Rhett. Yes. Yeah, so okay, everyone that said no one could place where he was. Right. And that's when they concoct the story that Perry just kind of concocts it on his own as he's talking to, I guess it was to Sheriff or yeah, to Sheriff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he kind of cocks, he's like, oh yeah, he was with the girl. And so there gets to this point where, you know, they're trying to reach out to Rhett to tell him that you gotta, you gotta tell him you're with the girl and he's not answering his phone. And because he wants to go meet with Maria, he wants to go have a little special time with Maria and wants to talk to her. And so his de- her deputy ends up tracking him down in town. And as he's talking with Maria, the phone's ringing. The deputy's telling him not to answer. And he's saying, well, I got to take this. And so there's this very, very tense moment. And he finally does answer the phone. And Perry quickly tells him, you got to tell him you were with the girl. They found the body. And so that's when this ends up happening. And the deputy asks him, well, what girl were you with? And he kind of hesitates. That's when Maria says, he was with me. And she starts to get pulled into this. And that's when they start to really clamp down. That's when what eventually leads to Joy questioning both Rhett and Perry and trying to pit the two against each other for the most part. And a very intense scene, asking them different questions, trying to Mm -hmm. confuse them, really not telling the truth on a couple of things. I think she said to both of them, like you said, 
and her plan worked because they nearly Rhett and Perry nearly came to blows when they left. They did. Yeah, so, like I said, I thought kind of thought that was the direction it was going to go down, and it had not been for for Royal being there, they probably would have gone down that road. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, once Royal figures out what's going on, and he figures out that they've gone to the sheriff, that's when he goes gets his lawyer, and he pulls them both out. Therefore, they can do anything to completely incriminate themselves. But it's obvious that they are the two main suspects, and uh, like I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see how they play this because we also learn once Patricia gets there, they do they do the they do the autopsy, they're doing the autopsy report, and Patricia wants to be there for the the reading of the report. And Joy reminds her that's illegal; you can't be there when this happens. Uh, and credit to Joy because Patricia was going to stand her ground. Yes, she was. And, and Joy's like wasn't having any part of it. And Str- so she strong episodes from Joy. Yeah, really was. It was a, like I said, we didn't get a whole lot of her in the first two episodes, but we got a lot of her this yeah. episode, and she was really good in it. Uh, but she gets the autopsy report, and we discover that was it was ten hours yes. that they that the body had died, and it's eight days later. So obviously, the void when he threw the body in there, this is the time when it deposited the body into onto their land. So it, it jumped them ahead. It jumped the body ahead eight days. So it, the body's only been dead for ten hours. But it's been eight days since he's missing. So it'll be interesting to see how they do this because that makes that obviously makes Joy thinking, okay, well, he's only been dead for like 10 hours when we discovered him. So like I said, I'll be really interested to see where the investigation portion of this goes. Yeah, I will be too because, you know, you hear that part. It doesn't make Rhett and Perry look as guilty. But, in, but all the evidence is pointing to them. So. Right. Like I said, I'll be interested to see how Joy handles this and where all this leads. Because as I've said in the, when we were talking about the first episode, I, I still don't know where this yeah. thing is going. Yeah. I, I still don't. I have no clue where this thing is going. Uh, but this takes us to the funeral because after they do the autopsy, we get the funeral. And Patricia very quickly points out that Perry was the killer. I mean, yes, she does. She's watching because, I mean, she intentionally throws that casket open. And, you know, it looks like it's just the the outpouring of a grieving mother. But it's a purposeful thing. She wants everyone to be looking into that casket. She wants the abbots to be looking into that casket. And she sees Perry is the one that's having the hardest time looking at the body because he's the one who ended up killing her. And I guess I have this question. It's obvious the Abbots and Tillersons don't like each other. It's obvious they have a lot of animosity towards each other. Would they go to the funeral? I mean, that's a, I, I was struggling with that when I was I watching I think it. they would because it's a small town and, yeah. uh, and they look like the guilty party. True. I think, I think uh, that's why. But also, it kind of looked like Wayne and Royal and Cecilia had some kind of relationship. The sons yeah. all hate each other. Yeah, the sons can't stand each other. But it kind of sound, it kind of felt like they had some type of relationship at some point. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I think there was a time when they apparently, I think they might have been friends and they yeah. might have gotten along together, but those times have obviously passed. Yeah, way, so. way gone. <laughs> yeah, they they gone. So, uh, but yeah, so like I said, just a, a lot of interesting things going on. Uh, and unless I'm, unless I'm forgetting something, this ends up leading to this... So they go to the bar that they that they were at previously uh, after the funeral is over, uh, and you have some interesting discussions about how about Joy starts questioning Royal again, and you know he mentions you know that 
the line about you know all the, this person just died now all these people are drinking in the middle of the day i thought that yeah, was yeah that was I good thought, yeah i thought that was interesting but it ends up leading to this poker scene between royal and autumn so he wanders into the back and they start to play poker and he has the first thing he asks Autumn is, uh, did she win because she was cheating? And she says, she says, you know, obviously not. But he wants to play five card draw with her. And but then we get this story where he because he wants he makes her put her foot up on the table, and the, we get the story about the devil that came into the town. And I, you know, at first you think, oh, it's just a story he's making up. But with everything else going on in this show. Is this a real story, or is this yeah, something he's uh, just making up? Right, and and again, Brolin's delivery just yes. What a great guy! To, surely he's done a lot of audible books. He's a great storyteller, and then just has the he right really voice. is. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, he just does monologue so well. I mean, I you know I I really didn't think of it that much when I was watching him play Thanos in Infinity War and Endgame, but his monologues in those two movies know, yeah, were, were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's he does this monologuing thing so 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 well, and this we start to get a little bit more up to, into the character of of Royal. So they play five card draw, and they're talking about what they're wagering. And so the, initially they're wagering that if Royal wins, uh, she'll tell him everything. Right? Was that yeah yeah. Yeah, so she'll tell him everything. She'll tell him the truth. And if she wins, uh, she can stay on his property for as long as he wants. And so they do all that. Then the buffalo just it comes in out of nowhere. I mean, like, busts in to yeah. this door. Like, you can hear him coming, and all of a sudden the door flies open. Is this in his mind, or is this really happening? That's a great question. I, I, I kind of thought it was happening, but maybe it was just in his mind. That's a great okay. question. The reason I want to know because nobody else reacts. I mean, yeah, you're right. You would think everyone. No, because yeah. there's more than just those two in the room. It's, it's yeah. those two, and there's some other people that were playing poker previously. And uh, like this buffalo just opening the door, it's like eh, okay, because yeah. no, nobody's doing. So that's the only thing. Because at first I thought everybody sees this buffalo, but when I saw that nobody else reacted to it, and Royal's just like, hey, there's a buffalo there, and he turns around and gets some kind of weird confidence from the buffalo. Yeah, I mean, like. So it made me think question like, is this just happening in his mind? And, you know, I start to, it, it, this isn't just a Royal thing because Autumn has seen it. His two sons have seen the Buffalo. Like I said, the Buffalo is just confounding me. I, I, yeah. I, I want to know where they're going with the Buffalo because I can't figure it out to save my life. But like I said, so I was wondering if you thought it was real, but yeah, I guess you're kind of in the same boat as I am. Yeah. You don't really know. Yeah. And then uh, after he sees that, they take the bets up a notch. A lot. Yeah. Because he, she wants, uh, she found that stone on the property. If I'm not yeah, correct, that right. little thing that she's mm -hmm. wearing. So she, she found it on the property, and he wants it. And obviously, so he can try mm -hmm. to figure out where it's come from. Because when he went to the body uh, earlier, when where they found the body, he went back to that land and he tried to find something that might have given him some kind of clue about the void, but there was nothing there for him. Uh, he picked up a rock, but it was just coal or something like that. So he wants that because it obviously came from the void or went through the void or something. So he wants that rock that she's wearing around her neck because it's got those little lines on it that's moving, the uh, same as Wayne's. And he says, I want your rock, and if you win, I'll give you all 1,200 acres of my west pasture. And this, of course, obviously catches her fancy yeah. uh well not to mention she has an incredible hand yeah she does so she she was one card short of a flush yeah 
And he's one card short of a full house. And when yeah. they reveal the cards that they get, because they both take one card, she gets her flush, but he didn't get his full house. No. Uh, and But he still goes through with this. So as, as soon as he did that, you know he's cheating. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you got to know he's cheating. And they reveal to it that he that's exactly what he had well, a card you in the You see him walk out with the necklace on, and you're like, because you mm-hmm. don't see how it ends. Right. But you know that he's cheating, and yeah. they reveal to him they had, he had a card up his sleeve. So it was obvious that he's going. And like I said, this was revealing quite a bit about him, he, that he's a good guy, but he's got some – he's going to do whatever it takes to protect his and his own. Oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, like I said, that's they're, they're revealing that quite a bit about Royal well, at this and, point. and Joy says something uh, about, like, either he – is he's telling the truth or he's a great con man. And I think we have found out he's a good con man. Yeah, he's a very good con man. So uh, that, cause that line happened right before mm-hmm. the poker scene, yeah, if I'm not sure, mistaken. It sure did. So, all right. So that, is, that takes to the end of the episode. And that's when Wayne <laughs> ends up just, I don't know, describe what you saw in, in this. Because I had a hard time with it. So Wayne is at the house. Uh, and again, I guess somehow... Like feels something. Yes, I know, and I don't know what it is, yeah. but something happens, and then like it, he reacts to it. Yeah, and then he immediately gets in the truck, and is just drives through the fence. Yeah, and so happy that he's going to the void, and just, just, just the the look of sheer excitement on his face. Right, and so he gets there, and he gets to the void, and he's he's just as ecstatic as can be, and Royal meets him, and they have a confrontation. And at first you think Royal wins because uh, yeah. you would think he would win anyway because Wayne is in really poor health. But apparently he didn't take care of him the way he needs to. Uh, Wayne takes the rock that he discovered nine months previously, ends up hitting him in the head. I'm pretty sure he's just unconscious. Yeah, I don't think this is yeah. – I, I think they kind of want you to believe that maybe he died, and this is the point where they're referencing at the end of episode two where they said he had died and it's two years later. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just yeah. an unconscious thing. So, uh, obviously a cliffhanger, but I, it's not quite the same cliffhanger that we got at the end of episode two. Yeah. Well, it was also, like, why was – what was Wayne doing? Did he just want yeah. to check out the void? Because he just immediately left after he knocked out Royal. Yeah, so he took off, and like I said, once again, I don't know what they're doing in this show. I don't know where yeah. they're going with it, uh, but it's completely fascinating, and I want to find out. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, I'm like I, I need to know more now. Yeah, so we got we got four more episodes for it, and I'll be interested in the direction that they they take it because I I just I don't I don't know anything about this. It's really a nice. It's to have this original story, and for them to be taking the the direction that they are with it. Like I said, for the most part, this is a family drama about two warring families. Uh, kind of got some, uh, uh, what's that, the famous feud they have between... Oh, the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, Hatfields yeah, and McCoys, yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of those vibes to it. But they, got, they still had this sci-fi element that's over there with the, the disappearing mountains and the buffalo that appears out of nowhere and Autumn just being Autumn at this point. Because yeah. it's interesting that we don't find out Autumn's reaction after she loses. Uh, they don't yeah, show that's us that. right. Yeah, yeah. I would have I kind of liked to have seen that. Yeah, you're, I would like to say that too. And the only other note that I had, I, I wrote, what, whatever Imogen Poots is doing, it's odd. Her vibe, her energy, her performance, odd. But boy, does it work in this show. 
Yeah, it really does. I mean, and like I said, she is the unsettling aspect of the yeah. entire show. Yes. She's the one that every time you start to think that this show is going to be normal, it's going to be, it's going to be more of a straight Western type of a show. They bring her character into it just to unsettle things and make you feel like, all right, well, we still don't understand what this show is. We still don't understand yeah. what's going on in it. And like I said, we're halfway through and we still don't have a complete idea of understanding of everything that's going through, going to take place, how it's going to play out. Cause I'm just, com I'm completely lost. <laughs> and, and like I said, I want to find out. Yeah. And I was going to say for a show like this, I'm fine with that. The, yeah, way I'm the way they're dropping little hints here and there and, you know, we mentioned before, they do a good job of having family drama and the mystery at the same time. So, like, I will say, like, Yellow Jackets, about this point, I needed to know more. I, like, right. I, I felt like, but I don't know, I get, to me, this show is giving you just enough where I'm not, like, like you said, I want to know more about the Buffalo. But, like, I'm, I'm getting enough where I'm not dying to know. I am I'm, I'm feel right. somewhat satisfied. It's not frustrating. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah, no, it's not, yeah. It's it, uh, there's they're probably they're probably going to, have to give us more than what they've given us yeah. in episode five and six for that to, to for that frustration to stay off to the side. Yeah. But for right now, it's not that case. I'm, I'm not frustrated by it. I, I, I want to know more, but it's not to the point where I feel like uh, I feel like they're going to answer questions. Like I don't know anything about a possible second season or if this is just a limited series. I haven't looked into any of all that. Uh, I, you know, obviously if. If they if they're going to leave threads open, I hope there is a second season. Yeah. So I'll be interested. I'll be interested once we get to the end of this season if they how how they how they close it out. But for right now, I'm not frustrated. But but episode five and six, we probably need to get a little bit more clarity in, in the story at that point. So. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we do weekly awards? I think we're good. Let's go on to the awards. All right, so our MVP is the of the week is our Tyrion Lannister. Who is your Tyrion Lannister for episodes three and four of Outer Range? So, for a, a long time, I thought Lewis Pullman was going to be mine, mm -hmm. but to me, Sheriff Joy, Tamra, uh, God, how would you say, Podemsky? I think so. I think it's Podemsky. Uh, Tamra Podemsky, to me, she was so strong. The interrogation scene. And then, mm -hmm. and then, like you mentioned, the scene with the mom in the in the corner for me that took it mm -hmm. where she she was the clear winner. We got so much of her, like almost starts with her in the in the in the in the um, gas station where she stops a robbery from happening. But she did right. so much in this, and her scenes with Josh Brolin were just fantastic. They had several scenes together, so mm -hmm. I, I just thought, man. I probably won't get a chance again, but I thought she was just extremely strong. So I'm giving her the Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I was going with either her or Lewis Pullman. I'll just go ahead and agree with you then. So then I'll go with her. She's She has a lot to do in this episode. She didn't have a whole lot to do in episodes one and two. She had a lot to do in this one, and she... Was she was asked? She was asked to do a lot more lifting in in these two episodes than she was in the previous episodes. And you know, we still get a ton of Royal. We still get a ton of his story. Yeah. But it's like we mentioned at the beginning of of the show. It didn't rely on him nearly as much as the first two episodes did. The first two episodes, I mean, he was doing all of the heavy lifting. He was the one at front and center. And you know, it makes sense when you're telling the story that is unique and different and weird 
you want people to buy in, so you put us, you give us an actor we're really familiar with, one yeah. that a lot of us have a good relationship with and we understand. Then you, in these next few episodes, you can let the other characters kind of have their moments, and they did a really good job of that with with Share of Joy in these in these two episodes. Like I, said, I don't know. I don't know how much she's going to play. I guess it's just going to depend on how the investigation plays out uh, into yeah. the death of Trevor because it's. I'll be interested to see how they marry the facts of the case, how they're all pointing to Rhett and to to Perry, but they don't match up with when they find the body. So I'll be interested to see how all that plays out. But she's doing a really good job at this, yeah. and I think uh, – just a really good performance for her. So like I said, I'll go with that. But like you said, also Lewis Pullman as Rhett is really good in this one. As well, so. All right. The Agatha all along the best scene of the show. What was yours? So at first I thought it was going to be the start of episode four where, where we find out about right. Wayne. Mm -hmm. Then I thought it was going to be the interrogation scene. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought, I thought, cause that one, the way it was paced was really well. Yeah, well, it was, done. it was done really well. Yeah. But then the poker scene happened. The poker scene, yeah. It, 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 it's the, it's that winner. poker scene. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's like we said a second ago. Every time Imogen Poots, who's playing Autumn, is on the screen, you know something weird is about to happen. Something mm -hmm. different is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And just the way her and Royal are together, because there is this weird... Mutual respect for each other, but there's also this disdain for each other. Yeah. And they're pulling off this strange vibe that they have between the two of them. And they're doing it just so incredibly well. And that's just, it, it's just electric every time those two are on screen together. And I love seeing them. I mean, it's just such a different, from where we were in episode one, where we first see them interacting, you know, he's saying, oh, you're from Boulder. Yeah, uh, yeah, to, yeah. To, to where we are now is just such an interesting dynamic that they've changed in their relationship. And I'm just there for it for the entire thing. I'm with you. All right. Uh, if you're uh, the if you come at the king, you best not miss the best line of the week. What was your best line so for episode three? I thought it was the Autumn Perry conversation where she said, "Perry, you know, I, I understand what you're going through. I felt I once felt like I was in a dark room searching for the light, for the light switch. You don't feel like you don't feel like it's going to be there, and then all of a sudden it's there." I, yeah, I just thought, good line. man, I just thought it was very strong, and especially the way Perry took that line, mm -hmm. uh, it, it really stood out to me. Yeah, okay, so I'm going with one from Patricia. So this was at when Patricia and Wayne are basically having their confrontation uh, when Patricia first makes it back to the ranch. And at the very end of this conversation, she says, I'm going to plan this funeral, and then I'm going to find out who murdered my son, and then I'm going to make sure Lucas saves this ranch while you slowly lose your mind and die. Yeah. It's good to have a list. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> That's when I knew I loved Patricia. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know what she's going to do, but I absolutely yeah. love her in this role. So, uh, But that was my best line of the week. All right, so your rating, we were both at a loss for, okay, let's do the rating system. I always forget to do this. All right, top of the list is Game of Thrones. Below that is a lost. Uh, in the middle of the road is a Friends. Below Friends is a Full House. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. Where we were, like I said, we were both at a loss last week. Are you still there? Or are you going up or down? I'm gonna stay with the loss. Uh, you know, I, I'm, we're still getting on Game of Thrones, but I, I'm really enjoying the show. 
Yeah, I am too. Like I said, it's it's still at a loss for me. Uh, I feel a little bit more confident that it's going to stay there. Last week, I thought it could go any direction. Yeah. Uh, I, as they flesh out the story a little bit more, I feel like they get they've got it. They do have a good firm grasp on the story, and I think even though I have no idea what this, where it's going to play out, I have a feeling they're going to tell it very well in these last four episodes, and I think it'll stay at a loss. So I'm right there with you. All right, our midweek episodes, we do not do recommendations. We do things that we're looking forward to. So I'll ask you, what, do you have anything you're looking forward to? So I'm interested to see what DC does with Ezra Miller. I don't oh, know if you've seen what's, what's been going on. I have he, not. He keeps getting arrested. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a constant yeah. with him. <laughs> and he, he keeps getting in fights with people at bars, at parties. He, I think he had an incident at Comic-Con. Like he's, and there have been multiple in a row they kind of ignored him before, like he had mm-hmm. another, and they're like, uh, but like it keeps happening, and I'm just wondering, is he going to end up, and I think they finished the movie, like, yeah, they is finished he, the, the, he going to end up getting, like, recast? Um, and he might. Yeah, I mean, it's, and he is a very talented actor, uh, I remember seeing him in that movie perks of being a wallflower i think it was the first time i saw him it's like a coming yeah. of age story he's incredible you know the stuff he's been in with dc is really good and fantastic beasts but i'm just like dude you gotta get it together right. i will say he does kind of remind me of another actor from the late 80s and 90s who ended up going to jail and i thought his career is over and his name is robert downey jr, downey jr. So i was thinking the same thing there, there can be a you know recovery and where you can recover your career as well but i gotta say ezra you need to i'm curious what's going to happen to him because like i said it's like every other day there's a new story about him yeah, like I haven't, I haven't seen those, but so, but it doesn't surprise me just because he's, he's had these issues yeah. pretty much since he got into acting. So yeah, he's like twenty nine. Yeah, he, he's young, so uh, he can still pull it together, but he needs to, he needs to start pulling it together pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, you actually did mention this uh, a few weeks ago in our recommendations. I'm going to pull it back up just because of the fact that Netflix uh, recently this week they revealed. For the first time in the history of the company, they had a net loss of 200,000 people, uh, 200,000 subscribers. And like I said, this is a big deal because it's the first time it's happened worldwide. Now, there was a period where they lost, they had a net loss in American subscribers, but worldwide they were still always gained. They've always mm-hmm. been adding subscribers every quarter, every reporting quarter, ever since they've been in business. And this is the first one that they lost any, and they lost a good chunk, you know, 200,000 people. Yeah, That's a lot. Uh, well, now and, they're predicting two million after that. Yeah, I know. So the, the, it's not the outlook is ne- is not good for Netflix. Uh, I, like I said, you talked about this previously. Their stock price plummeted after after this news was announced. Uh, just there, there. We've talked about this a little bit on the show. I know we talked about it on our Patreon, and we, I think we talked about it here on the regular. Yeah on the regular episodes as well. It, Netflix is, is in a tough spot because they relied so long on other people's content for people to come and watch. You know, if you missed an, if you missed a season of, of loss, you could go watch it on Netflix. If you missed a season of the, all the CW shows that they have and all the 8,000 CW shows, you could go watch it on Netflix. I think you still can watch those on Netflix, but the amount of content that you could once get on Netflix, they're now almost having to rely exclusively on their own content 
and it's uh, they're in a difficult spot. They they raised prices recently, so now they're trying to figure out a way that they can keep people on. So they're going to start offering. One of the things they're going to start doing is offering a a subscription plan that has ads uh, yeah. so try to, to which, try to which is something the they said they would never do never do they said they would never ever do that and now that the rubber's hitting the road and things are looking pretty bleak they're like all right well we'll give people the option to subscribe at a lower price but we'll do it with ads uh, i don't see that going well maybe i'm wrong but yeah. I, I just don't see that going well uh but the other option is keep their price really high because their prices is is, is the highest of all the streaming stuff that's out there. Uh, so like I, said, I, I, it's like you mentioned earlier, I don't know where they're going with Netflix. I don't know if we're going to have Netflix that much longer, but well, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And they're about to do something else. And I just want to warn, I guarantee some of our listeners are in this boat. They're about to get rid of the sharing passwords. Yeah. Down on that. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do that, but they're, they're doing something. They're going to yeah. implement something to try to, keep people from passing sharing their password with other people well, so that they I'm, can i'm gonna make a prediction that's gonna be in the next few weeks because stranger things starts at the end of may they're mm -hmm. gonna do that because they're gonna want people to sign back up to do stranger yeah, things they so are. that's coming soon and also i heard something else that i was you know why stranger things is broken up in two parts no why? because the first part is in one quarter and the second part's uh, in another quarter. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, That's, that yeah. would kind of boost their numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, they were, they've been kind of saying, you know, we're trying not to, we're trying to get more into what everybody else is doing and you know, releasing everything all at once. But yeah, that, that, sounds, yeah. that sounds like a more reasonable explanation to me. Than, yeah. But if you're, if you're sharing a password and you want to watch Stranger Things, I just want you to be aware there's a good chance you, you're going to lose your Netflix. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know how they're going to crack down on that. I don't know what, what they're going to do to, to make it where they can, but they, they've got some kind of plan to try to crack that crack yeah. down on that. So I'll be interested to see how they end up doing it. So, All right. Uh, all right. So next week, uh, we will be still doing, in our early episode, we will still be doing uh, Moon Knight. We'll be covering episode five. Do we want to reveal what we're doing for... Uh, obviously, we'll still do our range as well, but we're doing a special next week. Do we want to reveal yeah, what that special ahead. is? Okay, ahead. so, all right, so next week is uh, the first week of May, and if you are looking at your calendar, then you realize that May the 4th is on a Wednesday of next week. So, Ryan and I have decided we are going to do a May the 4th special. It is, we'll, I'll release it, uh, typically I release like our midweek episode on Wednesday night and what way most people listen to on Thursday. What I'll do is I'll actually push this out, uh, you know, Tuesday, like seven, eight o'clock. It'll be a Star Wars draft. Ryan and I will be drafting a roster of Star Wars characters. So we have positions we have to draft them into. Uh, so we'll be celebrating May the 4th with our Star Wars draft. We want you guys to listen. Tell us who you think has the best uh, the best roster, all that fun stuff. So it, it'll be a lot of fun. We didn't want to, you know, with it, we don't really have anything to review. There's nothing out there. We got Obi-Wan coming up, so we're looking forward to that. But there's nothing really out there to review. So this is the, what we decided to do. We're going to do our Star Wars draft. So Ryan will draft his roster. I'll draft my roster. It should be a lot of fun. Okay. So that's what, we're, that's what we're looking forward to next week. So uh, anything else you want to add? Just want to tell everybody we appreciate you coming, and we'll talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.